are most likely going to test positive for COVID today since their children have it and they went for tests and they are sick in bed. One of them happens to sit next to me every day without a mask. His mask slips off by mistake a lot. Therefore, therefore, uh, most likely, tomorrow I will not be in base measures. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But we're going to take one day at a time, and however much we could be in here, we'll be here. Right now, there's no one here besides Yeshua Aaron Price. Am I able to go? Are we live on YouTube? Here, go upstairs, Yeshua, to check to see. You don't see it? Does anybody see it live on YouTube? What did you say? That's another one of the sick people with COVID. You could see it in his voice. What'd you say? I don't hear. What? Yeah, but is it, are we live or not live? I can't continue until we're live on YouTube. Shalom Aleich. What? We're live. Okay, so what's going on is they are um, trying to do this remotely, controlling the YouTube and the Zoom and whatever, so hopefully it goes well. Here's an email from Shia Berkowitz. Dear Eli, my name is Shia Berkowitz from Montreal, Canada. So Moshe Apter, who's on every day on Zoom, is not the only one from Montreal. There are other people. I simply wanted to thank you for all your effort and time. You're investing in the daf. Your schus is tremendous. May Hashem bless you to be able to continue this, this shiurim until 120 years. Gizinta height. Just some thoughts regarding what you said last morning that the Zoom share decreased a bit. While I definitely agree that we need to increase it and spread more Torah than we possibly can, I wanted to maybe make a point that we had overseas, it's not easy for us to watch the Shear live as there's a big time difference. Uh, maybe in the beginning there were more people, they didn't work, but now almost everyone got back to work. I personally watch the Shear every day on Torah anytime. So just a big a bit, a bit of chizuk. Thank you again. Appreciate your effort tremendously. Shia. All right, so Beis Hashem. Did you get my email? It's good to see. I'm happy that you from all people are here. Bemet. So that you didn't take me seriously the other day when I yelled at you and I said not to show up today. Okay, good. Uh, one other one from Isaac Trager. Trager. I really want to send a longer email, but I really want to oh, be enough to bring out the success of this program in general and to me personally. So he wants to write a longer email. However, I just wanted to add one comment. Someone said that the best thing about the shear is that you can listen to it on the way home from the Catskills when sitting in three-hour traffic. I wanted to add that I listen to a full shear and eight minutes, even if there's no traffic at all, just driving in the car for less than two hours nonstop on the way to the Catskills. I finally listened to the MDY share with the phone right in front of my face and the share blasting through the speaker easily beats any entertainment like music and so on. Sincerely yours, Isaac Trager. All right, Isaac is on. I see him a lot uh, on the night Zoom. Isaac. Okay, today is Daf Kuf Chav Ches. Koyach. Yesterday was 
Dan Kav Schus. So we're holding top of the page, top of the Omud, top of the Daf. First words. Avaloyis HaTevel. So the Mishnah was saying that if you have certain items in your house, you're allowed to move them if they're not mukta, like truma, things that are already taken, truma, samaisris, etc., etc. Then we go through the entire list in the reverse. All these things that we said, that you're allowed to take and, and move on Shabbos because they're not mukta, if you don't do that specific thing that we said yesterday, then they are mukta. For instance, if you have food that you didn't take truma samaisis from, they are mukta. You can't eat it on Shabbos. What are you going to do with it? It's mukta. Anything you can't eat is mukta. So you can't move it. Pshita, what's the big chidush? So yesterday we went through the chidushim when it's not mukta. Now we're going to say what are the, what's the chidush when it is mukta. It's not really tevel. It's not It's only midirabonon. At the end of the day, look, so again, let me just tell you what happened. Yirmi and his wife probably have COVID. I don't want to say this. Nobody's listening, so I'm telling you. Gary probably has COVID. Gary used to sit right over here, one foot away from me. So there, and I hugged Yirmi, and uh, I sat next to this. So that's why I probably have to go into quarantine. As soon as they get the test, I'm going officially. And that's why we basically shut this down. So you're taking a Christ. I sent you an email this morning. Fine. Next. What? Probably not. Oh, hold on. There's... I didn't know he has COVID. What do you mean? Why? I didn't know that. No, no, no. I hugged him when he, when he got up from his... He came back from basic forest. So I'm explaining to you. Let me explain. Before... This is the same guy. He was on the left side. Today he's on the right side. So it's the same guy. What's going on? Hold on a second. But he just he finished his year and he was depressed. I gave him a shtickle hug. I don't do that. But certain. Let me just see. Hold on. There is a sponsor for today. I don't get in trouble here. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, this is for from Shmuel, from from Rabbi Elia. Today she is sponsored. By Herbiter, Eliwat families, Lili Nishmas, Carol Bas Aram on her 68th yard side, she was struck and killed by a car at the tender age of three. In the schos of Nishama, please remember to drive carefully at all times, especially this summer, as many children are home from school and camp. All right, that's our good old friend, Rabbi Eliwat, who sat here until even last night he was here with the corona. I guess he chapped, then he made a mistake and he. No, we're not saying that. Fight. So what's going on here? So we're talking about some food that doesn't have, it's not real tevel. Why? Why is it not real tevel? You planted food in a pot that doesn't have holes. It's not nourishing from the ground. If it's not nourishing from the ground, it's really not part of the ground. Maybe you don't have to take meiser. So therefore, it's only midirabonon. And that's the Chiddush. Even though the Isra to eat is only the Rabbana, nevertheless, it's Muktza. Veloi Maiserishoin. So what's going on here? One more time. Step number one is take Bikurim. But after that, you take, step number one, you take Trumagdayla. You take about 2%. If you want to give more, more. After you took off 2%, you have 98% left. You take 10% and you give it to the Levi. That's called Maiserishoin. From the Meiser Rishon, go down here, the Levi gives Trumas Meiser. 10% of his 10%. So, if the Meiser Rishon that was given to the Levi, 
did not, he did not take off his portion to the give to the Kayin. So the Levi gets 10%. He's supposed to give 10% of that to the Kayin. He didn't do so. So it's Moktza. It's not Reila Achila. Pshita. What's going on? He did take the 10%. There was 10% that was removed. So what happened? He got his 10% and he took 10% off and gave it to the coin. Everything's fine in that point. But what happened was the Yisrael gave the Levi his 10%. The red happened before the blue. It has to go in a very specific order, especially if it's Bikri, if it's piled up. And the, and the Israel did Miruach, he, he flattened out the top. So you have to go one, two, three, four. You can't just do two and then one. So if he d- didn't take off Trumagdaila, he didn't take off his 2%, he gets Malchus. Only if it's a Cree. If it's not a Cree, he doesn't get Malchus, it's also. So what happened was, he didn't do step number one, but he did step number two, he gave 10% to the Levi. And then, the Levi did what he was supposed to do. So there was Meiser Mena Meiser. There was 10%. But there's no true Magdala. The Chiddush is, that it's still Mokta. Why? What's the big Chiddush? So if you learned yesterday's daf, last night we said, Rapapa told Abaya that perhaps there's no difference between whether he took true Magdala, didn't take true Magdala. There is a big difference if it's before the Kree or after the Kree. Rapapa wanted to say there's no difference, and Abayi tells him there is a difference that if there's a Kree, then it's called Gancha, it's called grain, and therefore after you, may, you make a pile, it becomes a real Chiyuv, and you must take true Magdala. And if you don't take true Magdala, no one could eat from the, the food, even if the lady took off his mice, everybody took mice. Can't eat from it. It's mukta. Okay? Confusing enough? Nachamal. It has to go in a certain order. 2% to the Kayin, 10% to the Levi, and then 10% to the 10% to the Kayin that the Levi has to be mafresh. If it doesn't go in that order, it remains mukta. In other words, if you, if you forgot step number one, and you didn't give the 2% to the Kayin, just you gave 10% to the Levi, and the Levi gave 10% of that to the Kayin, mukta, you can't eat it. You have to go back and take 2% and give it to the Kayin. Says the Gemara, So, as you see here, step number three is, you have to give Maizr Shani. To who? To yourself. So you take 10% of all your fruit and you put it on the side. That 10% you redeem to money, if you want to. If you, if you can't schlep all that fruit, you redeem it to money. I think I might have said yesterday, I, as I was learning today, I think I might have said, you sell it. You redeem it. You redeem it to 10%, to, to cash to money, to something that you could schlep to Yerushalayim, much easier than schlepping thousands of pounds of fruit. A couple of bills will do the job. You get to Yerushalayim, you take that money, and you buy food with it. And you eat it yourself in Yerushalayim. Rashi. So what if you, what? Rashi he says Shtusim? The word Shtusim? Rashi says Shtusim. Okay. Saz Muhammad Rashi, my whole life. Shidim Shtusim. Beautiful. Okay. Another guest. Another unknown guest. We're not going to say his name. Mamish Lashonara. It's people that don't care about COVID. 
So if you didn't redeem the Maiser Shani, you put aside 10% of your fruit, it's a big giant pile, it's mukta. Either you bring it to Yerushalayim, or you redeem it for cash, but just eat it in Bet Shemesh or wherever you live is not an option. It's mukta. Says the Gemara, no, what happened was, you did redeem it. The nivdu v'loy nivdu kilchasan. You redeemed it, but not properly. What happened? You redeemed it on an unminted coin. It has to be v'tzarta kesebi yodecha, says the Torah. It has to be real money, minted. It has a, a, some sort of face, some sort of, some tzura. Says the Gemara, and, and the second thing that goes together in the Mishnah, together with Maizashayin, is Hegdish. Hegdish, Shechilo Egavakarika. You have to redeem Hegdish, but you didn't. You redeemed it on real estate. The Rahmana Omar, Venosana Kesef, Ekamla, it's cash, not money. Very interesting Taisus here, I just want to point out. It's a long Taisus, Venosana Kesef, Ekamla. Says Taisus, there are people that are going to love this Taisus. Taisus says that from this Gemara, you see two things. First of all, you don't have to be accurate when you quote a Pasuk. The Gemara sometimes just throws words, doesn't exist. It's just a short version of the Pasuk. Second of all, it's not even the real Limud that the Gemara talks about. The real Limud is a cloud about the cloud. But just to be brief, the Gemara threw it out. He brings a bunch of different rides from Shas that sometimes the, the Gemara kind of makes up a Pasuk. We get the gist of it. We know it says Hakesef, whatever, and fine, we get the idea. Veloyis Haluf. This, this bean loaf is good for a raven. There are people that, that the, the wealthy people, they have ravens sometimes. So now, Rav Shem Gamliel says, it, it's, it's not mukta. Tan Kam says it's mukta. Tana Rabbana. Metadon sechotzav. Bebnei shumachol litzvayim. This grass that grows straight down, says Rashi, and Yeshua used it to demark Eretz Yisrael, where people were, you know, different nachlas. This is good for deers. Vesachardal and mustard, and the Mishnah says mustard is mamish uh, mukta. Over here it says no. So it kind of argues with the Mishnah, this Braisa. You could feed mustard seeds to pigeons. You could, you could move broken shards of glass. Ostriches eat glass. I googled it. It doesn't say anything about glass, but it says that a typical ostrich has two and a half pounds of pebbles in its stomach because it uses it to grind the food. And then it says on the side, you know, that you can find different things. They'll, they'll eat anything sharp to help them digest food. So this is a thing. And people used to have ostriches. They, just like people had uh, ravens, they had ostriches. It was, it was a chashivas. Today people have lions, tigers, cheetahs, they had ostriches. We're going back, in Brachas we had this every other daf. Today we're going back to the safari. Says Rabbin if so, why does the Mishnah say that a bundle of branches is no good? It's muktzah. You know, in the Kruger, going back to the, in the Kruger, these elephants are destroying Kruger Park. They're literally going from tree to tree, uproot trees one after another, and they eat trees. That's what they do. They have a big problem. They have hundreds of, maybe 100,000, more than 150,000 elephants or something. It's a problem. They don't know what to do. 
That's what they eat. So you have a pile of zmairas. They ate a lot, but they were, they, people used to kill them, poach them. Now because of anti-poaching laws, the, the ivory, they used to kill them for the ivory. So it was normal. Now... Okay, so it took time. Yeah, but it ta- takes time to get to 150,000. They had, they had 1,000 elephants, let's say. I'm just throwing it out. Let's say that. Now they have 150,000. <laughs> Fine. So why is it mukta? I can feed it to an elephant. Now, who has an elephant? Not me. But who has an ostrich? Not me either. That guy has an ostrich. That guy has an elephant. Says the Gemara, a lot of people have ostriches in those days. Who has, a, who has an elephant? Omar Meimar comes a Meimar and says, No, it's not good enough that your neighbor or your wealthy guy in the neighborhood, the prince, has an ostrich. You need an ostrich. Otherwise, glass is mukta. Omar Abashi, Meimar. So if that's the case, that you need to have it, and that's the only time glass is not So what's the difference between an elephant and an ostrich? You're telling me you need an ostrich in order for... So, it, so then you need an elephant in order for this... So if you had it, it has to be one-to-one. An elephant and an ostrich have to be equal. If you have an elephant, then, then branches should not be roi. It doesn't mean that you have an elephant or, or an ostrich. It means you could have an ostrich. Your neighbor has an ostrich. That's enough. And over here, since most people don't have elephants, it's very natshiach. Therefore, zmairois, branches are mokta. Glass is not mokta. Omar Abayah. Reb Shimon, Ben Gamliel, Reb Shimon, Reb Shmuel, Reb Akiva, Kulu, Sfirlu, Kol Yisrael, Bnei Melachim Heim. So many times in Shas, you have this idea that we bring a bunch of Tanaim. All these Tanaim hold X, Y, Z, and the Gemara goes through it. Here's a case. Here's another example. Here's another example. Says the Rif and the Rosh over here, an amazing Yisoid, that any time the Gemara does this, it means the Halach is not like them. Exact opposite of what you would think. Since the Gemara goes through the trouble to say, so-and-so says it, and so-and-so says it, and here, we bring it, we, 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 we grab from all over Shas, that means the Allah is not like them. Very interesting. Okay. So all three of them, or four of them, hold this idea that Klai Yisrael, all Klai Yisrael are considered princes. You remember that here? Yeah. Klai Yisrael bnei so, Rabbi Shimon just said about an ostrich that a prince, a wealthy person has ostrich. He said also in the Mishnah, when it comes to a raven, wealthy people have ravens. So what does that have to do with me? I don't have a raven. You're royalty. You're a prince. You're, you're Klai Yisrael B'nai Melachim. Rabbi Shimon, and we all remember this Rabbi Shimon, we just had him. The Snan. B'nai Melachim, Sochim Agabim, Akasim, Shem Vered. You could use rose oil. Ah, but rose oil is extremely expensive. This is what royalty uses. They use rose oil. Where? 
That's why everybody is a Ben Melech, and that's why everybody could use Shemen Vered rose oil. If he owes a thousand mana, it's very interesting, like a lot of people, you'll, you'll ask Rabbanim, they say, if somebody owes money, he should sell his house. Uh, he's sitting on, on a half a million dollar real estate. He should sell his house. Why is he sitting on it? You see a concept here. A person has a, a coat. And the coat is worth 10% of what he owes. But it's a very fancy coat. What do they call those coats? No, you don't know what it's called. Uh, I forgot what it's called. You don't know what it's called. In America, they have the little whatever. You know what it's called? No. Over $1,000. I, all I know is I was once, I, what was it, like a year and a half, we went to this game, me and my son, and the guy at the, uh, as we were going in, he goes, hey man, that's a nice coat. I'm like, why is it a nice coat? He says, you don't know? Who bought it from us? I said, I, don't, I guess, I don't know. He goes, oh, that's, that's $1,200 or something, but it's a, it's a name, it's like a very simple name. No, 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 it's like a, whatever. The guys in America know what I'm talking about. It, it's puffy, it has a puffy thing and it has a nice thing. Okay, fine. She has an expensive coat. There's certain people that have very nice clothing, very nice, like I, I used to walk around in my apartment, and you see the guy has a, a 200-inch screen TV, and he has spinners on his car, and he has the nicest car, but he, I don't have rent money. I, I don't know. I can't afford rent. So what's with this? Why do you have this? There's, there's certain priorities in life. You have to have a nice car, nice TV. Fine. Some people have nice coats, but they owe everybody money. It's worth 10%. You take his coat off, you sell it, you pay back the, the debt he has, but you give him a proper coat for what he deserves. Say, no, not true. Everybody could wear such a hush of a coat. Because everybody is considered royalty, we're all princes, and a prince wears a chash of a coat. So that's it. So now we have, I guess, according to the Riff and the Rosh, the Allah is not like to him, like Rabbi Kivan and Rabbi Shmuel. So therefore, you do take his coat off. Chavili kashu chavile is So we're talking about Mukta here. Or we'll see. If he set it aside, he say, this is for animal food before Shabbos. Then you can move it. So this is going. Even if I designate, I said, this is for an animal. Friday afternoon, I say, this whole storehouse is for my animals. It depends. If it's lightweight, great. But if it's something heavy that I need in my two hands, also Why? Because of tircha. Here's again the concept of tircha. I cannot exert myself on Shabbos, and if I need to use my two hands, it's also tircha. The Gemara is going to describe it the art. And because it's Sunday, I don't have the pictures for it. If I put them in to dry and I want to use them as firewood, 
I cannot use them on Shabbos. Because firewood is mukta. But if I put it in and I said, this is for my animal, for my elephant, then I can use it on Shabbos. Says the Let's say you have a pea in the pot, right? What is it called? The peas. You go like this. You want to get to the inside. A uh, who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope you heard him because. Yeah, yeah, Edamamin. The koytim biyad v'oichel. You go like this with your finger. You cannot use a vessel because it's dosh, it's threshing, it's removing the, like removing the grain from the shaft. So over here you're mo- removing the bean from the outside. So you rub it together like this with your fingers and you eat the inside, the seeds. Over here it says harbe. Now the word harbe is very difficult because if you say the word harbe, which the Maharshal sticks in, other Yishonim are not going to say it, then something doesn't add up here. You shouldn't do a lot with a kli, but you can do a little bit with a kli. It seems like you should not use a kli at all and you should use your fingers to do it, and do, using your fingers is a shinui, because during the week you use a kli. So if you want to do it on Shabbos, you have to use your hand. You do it with, so, well, sorry, so until now we said, so until now we said, with your hand, with the tips of your finger. Don't do it with your hand. Don't go like this. Different types of spices and plants. And what's the shear? Whatever you need right now. Too much means more than the suda. What's ninya? Mint. Nana. In Hebrew it's nana, ninya, mint. Sia, Om Rabbi Yehuda, Sisrei, Penny Royal. We had a picture. I can't. I, I, I couldn't find it. Didn't have enough time. Azov is Avrasa, Hisip, Hisip, Koronis, Koronisa Shma, Koronisa Shma. So Koronis has no name. Koronis is Koronis. It's Corona. That's it. Oh, Hisariah. A lot of people say you shouldn't even say the word Corona. Here it says, you do say it. You should say Corona. Who wants COVID? So over here it's a problem because it says that Coronis does have a name. The name is Choshe. Before we said it doesn't have a name. Coronis, Coronis. Ella, Sio, you have to readjust a little bit. Sio, Sistri. Ezov Avrosa. Koronisa Chashi, you're right. Koronisa does have a name. It's called Chashi. Itmar. Basam Aliyah. You have raw salted meat. What are you going to do with it? You could eat it. It's raw la Some people eat raw meat. What is it called now? Carpaccio. Yeah, today they even eat it without salt. Mutu letaltali b'shabos. You're allowed to move it, it's not mukto. Basar tafel. So over here Rashi says tafel means it doesn't have salt. Ravuna Omar Mutal Tatal. 
Rav Chizda Omar also told her, Rav Vuna says it's not Mukta. Rav Chizda says it is Mukta. Rav Vuna Omar Mutal Tataloi. Why is it not Mukta? Because I could give it to an animal. Rav Vuna Talmud, the Rav Hava. Wait a minute. Rav Vuna was the student of Rav. Rav Kirib Yehuda Sirilei. Rav Yehuda holds the Isle Mukta. Right? Between Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda we have. Rav Yehuda says, Yesh Mukta. Rav Shimon says, A Mukta. Meaning, again, not to confuse Ain with zero, it just means he's a lot more Mako than Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds in such a case, just because it's Roy, it's, it's designated for human consumption. You go to the store, you, pay, you paid $100 a pound for meat, you're not going to give it to your animal. Don't, don't, don't play games here. It's designed, it's designated for a human being. So if it's designated for a human being, you can't say, oh, it's Roy for, for a person. And male it's mukta. Says the Gemara, very interesting. Rav holds like Rib Shimon when it comes to mukta. So when it comes to moving things, he holds like Rib Shimon a mukta. That in certain things, Rib Shimon holds certain things are mukta. You're not allowed to move them. But in certain cases, similar to this, that it's roi for an animal, says Rib Shimon, it's not mukta. When it comes to eating, he holds that this would be usher to, to, to move for eating. Rav Chizda Omar, also the Ta'ataloi. You're not allowed to move it. Wait a minute. When they went to Rav Chizda's own house, they saw a chaza who barabza, they saw a duck, yeah, chosh of a food, a duck. But the duck was raw and unsalted. They moved it from the sun to the shade. I see that they're moving it to save for monetary laws. You're allowed to. Says the Gemara, Shani Bar Abzo, the Chazilu Umtso. So you could eat a raw duck. MMA that's why duck is different. Now, here's a question a duck, we're talking about unsalted, right? Unsalted and raw. You're going to eat a duck unsalted and raw. Do you see a problem with that? Don't we have to salt meat before we eat? What about the blood? He's eating blood. Says Taisvis, from here you see that you're allowed to eat raw meat with blood. The iser of eating blood is when you cook it. Look at Taisvis, the chazi lomto, mikan rai, the dame evarm pirish mutter. If you're eating it as is and the blood is inside the evar, it's okay. The Ka'ama from these words, the Chazil Umzo, it's roi to, to eat it. I forgot the Lemeliach. The whole sugi is talking about it's not salted. Memele has to be, yes, you wash off the, 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 the blood that's on top, you just rinse it. But the blood that's inside, not a problem. The problem is when you cook it. Tanra Bonon, Micha Kaplan, of Schomburg, it's always a pleasure to see Rabbi Schomburg. Ah. Mendi Arbach, I wish you'd just show his face once. Who knows? Oh, come here, come here, come here a second, real quickly. I, I, oh, not, not next to you. Fine, but I want your Zaidi to see you. Here. You see the Zaidi? Zaidi, see, Rabbi Bonnheim is here. All right, every day. Tweet him Kisidrum. Torah Bonon. Dag Moliach Mutalatataloi. Dag Tofel Osalatataloi. Salted fish, herring. Not mukta, dag tofel, raw, 
unsalted fish, Question. What's wrong with unsalted fish? You can give it to your dog. You give it to a dog, especially even Ramat Bechemish. Dogs everywhere. It says Rashi, unbelievable. Second to last line. I don't buy fish to give it to the dog. Yes, it's royal for a dog. It's a tremendous side. I don't remember such a Rashi in Shas. Because we always say, oh, royal Kelev, royal Kelev, royal Kelev. Says Rashi, stop. Royal Kelev doesn't mean it's royal Kelev. Chosh of a food is not royal Kelev. It's royal for you. You're not going to spend that type of money on a, on a dog. And Mela, it becomes mukti. You're mukti, you're dash from it. Big aside, try to remember this Rashi. Now, meat is different. And meat, since we're going like Rabbi Yehuda that says, there is mukta, but since meat I could give to an animal, but I just said, Rashi just said, you can't give to an animal. However, you have to say, Tysus brings that on Ahmed Bey's, that wealthy people have these animals, and they do feed them these, these things. Memela is different than fish. Yeah, nobody likes a bone but a dog. Is this such a saying? I heard the saying before. Nobody likes a, do- a bone but a dog. I looked it up. But my mother-in-law loves to say it. I guess she may be, she invented it. No, she, she uses it against me all the time. Nobody likes a bone but a dog. It's dog food. We're turning to Daf Kufchov Chesam Bey's, sponsored by Fischl. There's a letter about Fischl. Now, I must mention, I, I don't know if he's on today. I didn't see him really. Let me see if he's on. I didn't see him. The, the article didn't capture, it says in the letter to Mishpacha magazine, the article didn't capture the Gavis official. But I do want to point out, I forgot to point out, that in the article it says that he's a sometime sponsor of the Shir. And when I read it, I chapped what he says. If you know official, this is probably what he meant. He's Amud Beis. He's the sometime sponsor of the Shir. He's not Amud Aleph. No, the article came in after. Ah, okay. Okay, so I learned wrong Pshan in the article. What is sometime? Okay, fine. Nobody sponsors the shir full time. It's a one time. Okay. Okay. He'll tell me if that's the Pshat. Maybe. Basar Tafuach. Now, what does Tafuach mean over here? Tafuach means spoiled. If you have spoiled meat, you could feed it to an animal, it's not mukta. Mayim Megulim. You have uncovered water. So again, you're allowed to move. Bones, bones are good for dogs. We actually buy bones for a dog that we know. The, 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 the butcher sells do- bones. And spoiled meat is not mukta because you can feed it to a dog. That, you're, you're asking to give to a dog. My <clears throat> Megulam. Water that's uncovered. Not bismanazen. The time of the Gemara, because they were very choshed about snakes and snakes putting their poison in there. You can still give it to a cat. Not, not affected by the poison. It's not true. Since you cannot leave it in your house, what's going to happen if there's a cup of maimagulam? Your kid is going to come grab a cup of water and drink it. You've got to get rid of it right away. So it becomes muksa right then and there.
Says the Mishnah, Remember we had this sugya, and Daphim Gimel, we went through this, even more extensively than the Gemara is going to talk about it here, in a way. So I have a basket. What's the problem? I am being metaltal, I'm moving an object on Shabbos for something that's muktzah. I'm not using the basket for me. I'm flipping over a basket for a chick. And a chick is mukta. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, I'm doing it so make it easier for them to jump into the chicken coop. Rabbi said, this whole Amr over here is halacha Things that we, we could use every single Shabbos, halacha you have a chicken that ran away. Now, they explain that since it ran away, what's the problem? The problem is the chicken itself, not me. I'm not worried about my $5 that ran away. I'm worried for the chicken's safety. And we'll see it soon. The Rishonim talk about it. I'm pushing her. I push her from behind and guide her back home so she doesn't, she doesn't harm herself. Calves, baby donkeys. Now this is different. This is even more. I grab the neck. I'm holding onto the neck. I'm doing a half a tiltal. I'm, hold, I'm carrying her neck. That's, I'm lifting up the neck. That's carrying. It's worse than pushing. Again, the Mishnah Brewer brings this, and the Mishnah Brewer says, because we're talking about Tzair Balachayim or Hefzid Mamun. Okay. Here's the, the kinds of Hefzid Mamun as well. This is mamish. This happened to me. I was in, when we lived in Flatbush, taking my child, geniuses, young parents. Oh, my kid knows how to walk. So we start going to our friend's house. Kid knows how to walk. How much? We, not 100% sure. All of a sudden, psh, stop. Yeah. What are you saying, no? Yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I pointed I pointed out when I said the Mishnah Medana Golem, that's a worse mukta, worse tiltal is to, to hold the neck. So certainly pushing a tarnagoilas. Akopanim, you know, kids do this to you. They'll stop short and you, they can't go. And they're in the middle of Shusaram, what do you do? To pick up the kid and start walking and start making excuses, it's a deraisa, unless it's a conestafashis, of course. So you give a little push, that's okay. But how much? If you're going to grab the kid by the hand and start dragging them, that's Isidar rice also. That's mamish carrying. Even if their feet are on the ground, dragging where they're not propelling themselves with their own power, that's carrying. She could push him along, hold him by the arm. When he explains. He's not mechulik, he's explaining. When the kid is able to walk normally. Put one foot down, one foot down. Dragging Osir Isidaraisa. Of course, don't, don't send me an emails and say, but obviously, if the kid is gonna die in the street because you left him there, of course you pick him up and you take him home. We're talking about you could wait a half an hour and so, so then you just wait. If an animal fell into some sort of river, whatever, a thing of water. Maybe So now we're talking about the, the concept, the problem of I'm taking a pillow. What's going to happen if I take a pillow and put it into a stream of water? I can't use it anymore on Shabbos. A, because the animal is going to step on it to get himself out. 
So it becomes muksa. What if the animal doesn't move? Then it's passes. And now it's wet. I can't use it anymore. So it's mevat klima I'm taking a, a kli and I'm making it useless on Shabbos and that's asr. It's, why is it asr? Like stira, like breaking something on Shabbos. Maybe karmuk says, but I have, to, I have to rescue this animal. So I build up like some sort of ramp with blankets, with pillows. And if the animal wants to get out, great. We see differently. If that happens to an animal, it gets stuck in a, a, a water hole, you give it some food, you let it eat. As long as it doesn't die. It says feed it. That's a lot less than being mevato If the animal's drowning, let's say, says Rashi, the water is too high for the animal to survive. So obviously you're not going to feed it because that's not going to help. You got to get the animal out of here. We're very concerned about Tzar Bala Chaim. As we're going to see, all the way at the end of the Sugi, an amazing thing. The Tzar Bala Chaim is the rice to help an animal out. And the Torah is concerned about the welfare of animals. And the Torah wants you to even be over under Rabbanans in order to save your animal. Or a animal. If you can't just feed it and it, it will survive like that, if it's not going to survive, you bring a ram. It's a problem. You're making this clay useless over Shabbos. It's soicer. That's only Isidur You hear this? Unbelievable. For all those people, Torah, the, the Torah is makmen tzar balachayim. Yeah, don't, don't watch an animal be in pain. Certainly, don't inflict pain on an animal for no reason. You hear this? The doiraiso of tzar balachayim. You're not doing anything. You, the opposite. You can just sit there and watch the animal be in pain. No, the Torah wants you to go out of your way, help the animal out, and push off Isidur Rabbanon of being mevata klimei and that's okay. So when a chicken runs away, you push it. That's what the mission says, push it. But don't lift it by its wing. A chicken is different. Why? When it comes to an animal and other birds, let's say you have, a, what is it called? The beautiful bird, the... Uh, Peacock, thank you. If you have a peacock, you grab it by the wing. It's not a problem. Chicken is different. Why is chicken different? Chicken likes to jump up. You grab it by the wing, it starts lifting itself off the ground. And what happens is, you get stuck with a chicken and a wing. And you lifted up this chicken. That's a problem. Now, we're talking about a chotzer. Chotzer is not a problem to carry. There's no problem of carrying. The problem is muktzah. And we hold, like the Madonna says, that a chaya doesn't lift itself up. So, so it says, You're not doing Why? Because you might come to carry. A woman could push her kid along in the Rishus Rabbim, certainly in a private domain. 
It's mukzo, you now let her lift it, have a doichim by him, she can't see, you let her push. Hagufakashio, Amris ain't oikrim, have a doimidadinon. You say you can't lift, but you let her push, hold the Amris doichin in, midadin loy. And then, so if you make it the diok, you could say, you could push, but you can't do midadin, you can't lift up the neck. Which one is it? Could you lift the neck or you can't lift up the neck? Omar Bayo, Yes, when it comes to a chicken, as we mentioned before, you now lift up by the wing because it's jump up and it'll remain in your hand. But an animal, you're allowed to lift up its neck. Omar Abayo, if you're shechting a chicken, you should push its feet down into the ground. Or lift it up like the shechtim do today. You lift up the chicken. Why? Because if it has power in its feet, the dilma manachlu as you're shechting, it's going to push up and you're going to do something wrong to the, the, the two simonim, the trachea and the windpipe, whatever, the, 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 the esophagus and the trachea, and therefore it's also, you got to make sure you lift it up so it doesn't, doesn't ruin the shechita. Says the Mishnah, unbelievable Mishnah. This is for you, Levi. We're talking about a woman who's giving birth on Yontif and an animal that's giving birth on, on Shabbos and Yontif. What are the halachas? We know the halacha of pikuach nefesh. What does it involve? What doesn't involve? So when it comes to an animal, Mishnah starts off with an animal. What's the problem of helping out an animal give birth on Yontif? Tircha. Exerting oneself on Yontif. Then you could help out. Don't deliver the animal, but you could help out. The Gemara describes what it means. Ava Misadin Rashi learns is talking about Yantif. You're allowed to help out on Yantif, but not on Shabbos. Other Rishonim say, helping out even on Shabbos. Shabbos, and you're allowed to, you're permitted to, to help a, a woman give birth on Shabbos. And you're allowed to bring in a nurse from out of the, a midwife from out of the Tchum. Or bring a taxi, whatever the thing is. Chilul. And the Gemara is going to describe other things you're allowed to do to be Mechal Shabbos. And you're allowed to make a knot on the umbilical cord. Why? What's the problem? Says Rashi. If you don't tie it, it could get caught on something and pull out its intestines. That's what Rashi said. You could cut the umbilical cord. And just as Derech Agav, there's going to be a whole other parak about Mila. But right now, the Mishnah talks about, you're allowed to do everything for a bris milah on Shabbos. Ketzam is sad. What does it mean you help out an animal? You don't deliver the animal. You just make sure it doesn't fall on the ground. You push the, the mother's stomach so that the animal should come out. How do you help out? You don't allow it to fall to the ground. You give it mouth to mouth, mouth to nose. You let it nurse. We used to help out the animal on Yantif, a kosher animal. Maybe a fistful of salt. He put the salt into the womb of the animal. She should have pain, and then she have Rachmanis on. Sometimes a mother animal forgets about her child, doesn't want to deal with it. So you, you increase that love between a mother and a baby. How? With salt. 
and then you sprinkle some of the, the afterbirth on the newborn, it should smell that's only for a kosher animal. First of all, 90% of the time, a non-kosher animal doesn't chase away its newborn. And if it so happens, you'll never be able to succeed in getting them back. Let's just do three more, four more lines. So if I could call a midwife, so certainly I could be Mechal Shabbos, what's the difference? So what's the Chiddush here? If a Yoledes needs a candle, she could light the candle. What's the Chiddush we'll see in a second? And if she needs, she needs comfort. She needs... It's not important that the baby is not going to, nothing's going to happen if there's no light over there. There's no, she needs the coverage. If she needs oil, why? For comfort. Usually you bring oil in a flask. Now she's going to carry it. Very weird. In her hand, that's a shinui. It's not enough. This is even weirder. You take the oil, you pour it in your hair, and then when you get there, you squeeze it out, and then you have enough oil. So, we're going to see tomorrow, we'll start from here tomorrow, Akobanim, there's, some of you trying to say, a Yeledes, she could literally, if she's just nervous about not having oil, it could cause harm to the baby. Some say, no, Yeledes rarely ever loses a baby, one out of a thousand, so Yeledes is different than other Chaylam. We'll continue this tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Nachman, Zogab Bissel Know that uh, Mordechai Seltzer, the guy that runs the the YouTube camera, he got a he got a phone call from the Shabak. No. The Shabak, you know, the Shimbet. They said we know that you're in uh, you're in proximity to somebody that's a known COVID carrier. Stay at home for 14 days.
دیگه ما 